welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. All right, all right, all right. And my Matthew McConaughey vibe. I don't think I ever be as smooth as him when he says it. Matter of fact, I know I won't be, but it felt good. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to another amazing episode. I have two lovely ladies on the show who I can't wait to introduce you to. And it's it's so interesting because I just love how some things come together. We both, or three of us, because it's two ladies, we spoke at um, a a virtual, I can't even talk right now, a virtual event. And the host, Nike, uh, had connected us. And here we are. I was on their podcast. And that was pretty cool. Their podcast is called Inner Bloom. So make sure you check that out because uh, they talk about some pretty amazing stuff there. And no, I'm not saying it just because I was on their show. They really do have some great material and you're just going to love them. They just have this uh, vibe about them, their friendship, which you'll learn about um, in this show. It's just, you'll love it. It's intoxicating. What can I say? (laughs) All right. So. I'm going to introduce these uh, two amazing guests because uh, their their backgrounds are so amazing. And uh, so without further ado, I am going to introduce you to Ambrosia Matthews. Okay, so she is a psychic medium and a channel who has been able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits since the age of five. She has been working as a professional intuitive since 2018, offering psychic leadership readings to people to help them heal, gain clarity, and connect with their loved ones in spirit. And additionally, Ambrosia is a channel for a collection of Arcturian energy referred to as the Arc Nine. Her wisdom is shared throughout her works, intuitive insights, and humor through the podcast, again, Inner Bloom. And she co-hosts that with her best friend, Alexa Hauser. Ambrosia and Alexa host transformational retreats together, combining their gifts of channeling, intuitive coaching, EFT, inner child work, and more in order to create containers and community for light workers to expand. Now, Alexa is a certified EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, tapping practitioner, and she uses this healing modality to help people process stuck emotions, release stored trauma, and reprogram their limiting beliefs so that they can finally be free of the energetic weights and blockages that keep them from living their dreams. She is also a business coach who helps intuitive impact-driven women create six-figure businesses in order to create the positive change they want to see in the world while helping others do the same. 
And of course, as I mentioned, she co-hosts the Inner Bloom podcast with Ambrosia and their passion is uh, Converge and they are able to funnel it through their hour-long episodes about intuition, astrology, personal development, planetary ascension, women's empowerment, and more. It is my pleasure to introduce you to them and I know you're going to be in for a treat. So sit back, relax, make sure you have your favorite drink on hand. And let's get started. All right, ladies. So, you know, I've realized over the years that it's so easy to self-sabotage uh, that we don't <laughs> realize it. It's, it's so underhanded. So I would just love to know, like, what are, what are some ways that people sabotage themselves and it's just so underhanded just below the surface that you don't realize it. Yeah. So we love talking about this because we do a lot of coaching uh, with people who are, you know, wanting to grow their businesses and wanting to be seen in a bigger way. And self-sabotage is a big thing that comes up when you're, you know, you're growing and you're trying to push to the next level. And the thing about self-sabotage is, like you said, it's pretty sneaky. You know, some of these self-sabotage techniques can actually disguise themselves as um, positive things, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the things I, I'll, I'll start, like one of, I'll say that the thing that, uh, the self-sabotage technique I resonate with the most, and I seem to attract a lot of people who also <laughs> resonate with this is, um, perfectionism being, having perfectionistic tendencies, meaning, um, putting off doing something until it's quote unquote perfect. And this just keeps you in a constant state of procrastination essentially. Um, but it's justified in your mind. Like I said, it, it can seem like a positive thing to you because you're like, well, I'm just trying to make sure it's perfect. But Mm -hmm. as a result, you never actually get the product or the out there. You never actually do the Facebook live or you never actually have the conversation, right? You just keep preparing for it. So that's the self-sabotage technique I love talking about the most because I do that the most. (laughs) Also, I think it, it seems like a good thing because you'll say in your head, well, I want to make sure that this is okay. I don't want to look stupid or I don't want to look foolish or whatever the case may be. And in reality, looking foolish is, you know, much less serious than not doing the thing at all in many cases. So, or you won't even look foolish. You'll actually look great. People will be really receptive to it. And that's so funny because how many times can we think about where we are truly in in our belief system wholeheartedly that oh yeah I look like a fool I know I messed up and people are like mm-hmm. no you were actually great yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't even point. imagine to- totally that's such a bit that's I think that's um that's a really big growth point for a lot of people because we get really in our stories and really in our projections of like our insecurities of what we think is like, like I just said, the stories that we tell ourselves and maybe we've been telling ourselves since we were little um, about, you know, people think I'm dumb or I don't sound good or I never get it right. And like you said, in actuality, there's people on the outside going, Oh, I thought that was amazing. But you know, if you, if you're telling a different story and you have different beliefs, different limiting beliefs, 
you'll constantly keep reinforcing this story that um, that that's not the truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's really important to examine that. Go ahead, Amy. I think another thing is um, feeling unmotivated, feeling tired, feeling um, like you don't have enough time. That's another one that you can quickly spiral into self-sabotage of well, I just, I'm not motivated or I'm, I'm just not this, or I'm a lazy person or, and that, you know, goes into a, a different topic as well. Like, um, the story that you tell yourself, the beliefs that you have that are no longer serving you, etc. But that is also another form of self-sabotage. You're tired and you're exhausted and you're these things because you're afraid to move forward and that's okay. I think in our society, it's important to understand that we don't have to always be okay. Mm. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. That is powerful. I want to emphasize that powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, you know, so in in your professions, do you notice uh, the the self-sabotage, you know, wanting to be a perfectionist, but deep down inside, it's sabotaging wanting to you know do these things but oh I feel tired is that more so a generational issue or is that something that happened in their life one time and they don't want to ever experience that again I think it could be both and either or you know I I feel like personally I talk to and work with a lot of people that deal with self-sabotage on different layers and when it comes down to it, they're told as children or they're told when they're younger, maybe like in their teens, that they weren't smart enough, strong enough, pretty enough, fast enough, whatever the enough is. They weren't enough in some way. And so they're afraid of that rejection again. They're afraid of experiencing um, that hurt again, or they're afraid of failing. And the irony is when I have clients define what is failure to you, they usually describe what their life looks like now. And I say, so in this scenario, you've already experienced this. You're already experiencing the pain. You're already experiencing the the depression. You're already experiencing the things that you don't want to experience. So why not take a risk? Mm. And that really goes into comfort right? Mm -hmm. Like so many of us, like you were saying, Andy, so many of us would rather do, would rather live every day with something that we're not happy with because it's quote comfortable Comfortable. or it's familiar. Sorry. Let's say like familiar. We know it right. Versus pushing through to the next layer and dealing with some new, uh, discomfort that is Mm -hmm. unfamiliar, right? Even though that would probably bring us so much more happiness if we would really push through and, and, and make that new decision. Um, and I also do want to say that with regards to, you asked about uh, this being generational, I definitely think that, that that can play a really big role in things. You know, if your whole family, every single uh, generation before you has um, you know, they've all gotten divorced, let's say, mm-hmm. or they've all, I don't know, not gone to college or they've all whatever they, or they've all not been good with money. That's a good example. They've all not good been one. good with money and they've all never had money. So now you're here saying, well, I don't want to live that way. I actually want to have money. I actually want to have wealth. I actually want to be good with money. 
there are definitely going to be things that come up along your journey to create wealth for yourself that are going to, um, that are tied to self-sabotage because you, part of you does not want to disrupt that generational pattern or be disconnected from your family, even if being connected means not having any money. You know, there's definitely something subconscious that's always at work that's trying to keep you connected to your family, you know, your the people that raised you, even if you don't agree with what they experienced and you don't want to experience either. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important to constantly look at as, you know, if you're someone who has a lot of generational, you know, lack mentality to really be aware of that as you go on and realize that there are going to be times when you might try to convince yourself, no, I just don't deserve this or no, this isn't just going to happen for me when in actuality, it's a part of you that's trying to keep you quote safe and connected. Right. I think that's a, another good point is a lot of people talk about like your logical brain air quote, or like your ego or whatever the case may be. And I think it's important to understand that your logical brain, your ego, whatever it is, is trying to keep you alive. That's the purpose of it. It's actually got a very big responsibility. And so it's this visualization that I got years ago was if we're all in a cave together and we feel like if we go outside of the cave, we're going to die, right? Until we see another human being go outside of that cave and be okay, we're just going to stay in fear. We're just going to stay in the cave. And so you, can't, you have to show your ego, you have to show that part of you that's keeping you safe that it's okay and you're not going to die. But that's why it feels like you're going to die because that old version of you is a dying, it is changing. And so that's when these self-sabotage techniques come up to keep you safe. And so it's also important to really honor them and say, thank you so much for keeping me safe, but I no longer need to be safe in this way. Wow. Yes. I was mentally taking notes and I was also like, oh, Tia, you, you usually have a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I'll start with Alexis because she was uh, speaking first. I love how you mentioned the connection piece because there are so many times where, and myself included, and you know, we have to really work hard to break this is, you know, we want to go do things differently. And it's like, ah, oh, but I still want to have some kind of connection to this because this is what I know and it's safe and it feels secure. It's like, no, you had to cut those ties. So that was something I believe was so important. And I, I just wanted to reiterate that because we really have to understand that when we, when we cut those ties, it's not like we are losing the, the good part, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so to speak. And Ambrosia, what you were saying with the uh, the cave, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, I see someone who uh, thinks similar to me, but they're actually being about it. They're not just talking about it. Or mm-hmm. someone who looks like me is doing that, or someone just being bold generally, and they're doing it. And now they ignited something in me, and now I want to do that. And I thought that was so powerful as well, because uh, part of the self-sabotaging is like you were saying, your brain wants you to be safe, no matter what. So we Mm -hmm. had to do that internal battle to get to that next level, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. 
So what are some of the things that you're constantly debunking? I know we talked about the generational concern and well, sometimes a one-off thing, but what are some of the other things that you come across that you had to debunk for people as they go along in this process? Hmm. Um, well, definitely worthiness is a really big thing that we are working with people on constantly. I, I think, um, you know, valuing yourself in general, like that's a really big wound in the spiritual community. Mm. Um, cause we're, you know, a lot of us are like, I just want to help people and love people. And, and that's great. Like, that's awesome. It's, I, I want to help people always, you know, but at a certain point, you are giving away your energy at the expense of your own. And I think that this community in particular needs a lot of help in that area in terms of, you know, healing our wounds around money, um, because that is one of the current ways that we value ourselves and our services, right, at, the, at this time in world history. Um, uh, and also, you know, valuing our time, setting boundaries. I mean, you know, we work with a lot of moms, you know, and Ambi, you are a mom and I'm sure you can speak to that even more. Um, but that is, that is a really big thing that we work with people on. And that's a really big thing the two of us have had to overcome too. And that's why we work with people on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to ask you, do you give yourself pep talks in the morning? What are some of the things you do to make sure that you are not self-sabotaging as you are growing and, you know, doing great things in life? Well, I feel like, I feel like it's unrealistic to say someone's never self-sabotaging, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's about noticing the pattern more and saying, Oh, I'm doing it again and, and recalibrating. So it would be nice if we didn't self-sabotage, but we still do. We still do. (laughs) Um, Not as much as we did, you know, when we started, but but we tell each other, we now that's the benefit <laughs> of doing business together and yeah. doing this type of work is like, we will literally call each other. We call each other every single morning yeah. uh, and have a um, accountability call every morning. And very frequently, one of us will be like, I'm self-sabotaging hard. I know what I'm doing. I just need you to snap me out of this or just yeah. listen to me or just tell me I'm being dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like shake me out of it. Yeah. And then um, one of the other things that I think is really important with like getting yourself out of it is the way that you speak to yourself is really powerful. So whenever you're speaking, you're casting spells and it's up to you on if you believe what you're saying or if you want to change your verbiage. I used to say, so silly, But when I was uh, in my early 20s, I would say nobody can be as mean to me as I am to myself. Like it was like a a pride thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so now like when I go for my run in the morning, I like to exercise. When I go for my run in my morning, instead of being like, come on, you lazy bitch. I don't know if we can curse, but I did. You totally can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Instead of like belittling myself, I say, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You're doing so good. You've got this. You've got this. So I feel like it's just the way that you speak to yourself, the thoughts that you have. I used to write um, affirmations to myself on my mirror every morning in like a dry erase marker. So it just washes off. Um, 
a lot journaling. Alexa loves to journal every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different tapping if I'm feeling anxiety. So there's lots of different techniques to self-soothe mm-hmm. so that way you can get out of the sabotage. Sab- sabotage. Yes? Yeah. I, yeah. I also really <laughs> love to visualize if I'm nervous about something or I'm like, Ambie and I are doing this all the time in our business. We're constantly like, we have a coach who's like constantly pushing us, you know, and pushing us to new, uh, new levels of our business that every single time we're like, Oh, really? Like this is uncomfortable. Um, but you know, so every time we're kind of going to the next level, I, I I definitely get nervous about it. And what I like to do with that, if we have a big call or, you know, like something that's new, I like to visualize it. I like, I like to Mm -hmm. visualize it going the way I want it to go. I like to visualize myself showing up strong. I like to visualize that person, you know, seeing what I'm saying. I like to visualize us working together. I think that the power of visualization is so ridiculously underrated. Mm -hmm. It is is like you are truly carving out new neural pathways in your brain for that to be the way that it goes, for that to be the way that you see things, for that to be the way that you start thinking that things are going to go that way. You know, I think we spend so much time practicing visualizing things going terribly because like we said, our brain is constantly trying to keep us safe. So it's constantly looking out and scanning, oh, well, what could happen here? What could happen here? What's happened before? That's probably going to happen again, you know? And I really like to visualize in order to take that power back and carve out a new pathway and say, no, this is the way that I would like it to go. And, uh, I think that that's, that's really, really powerful tool. Yeah. I, I really love that because now you're thinking, okay, let's look at the best thing, things that can happen. Let's Mm -hmm. not dig this hole of this is going to happen and that's going to happen on on the negative side. And if this happens then I'm going to look silly because I wasn't being Mm -hmm. a perfectionist and (laughs) it goes on on and on. Yes. So you work together. You have a really cool podcast, Inner Bloom podcast. How did all that come to be? (laughs) Well, we, uh, Lexa co-hosts a different podcast called Positive Heads. And she was reaching out to different listeners um, from the podcast about like crazy stories. And I have a story where for an entire year, my daughter was having full accounts of being my grandmother talk. It was, it was wild. And so she interviewed me to talk about this story, um, on the podcast. And after the interview, I could not get her out of my head. It was like, email her. Okay. You did that email her again. Okay. Email her again. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you were stalking this poor woman. Stop it. Um, Go ahead. Tell me. Meanwhile, I was so excited because I had heard this story that Ambrosia told about her daughter being the reincarnated soul of her grandmother uh, on that same podcast. Like the Ambrosia had written in, and I had heard this story in writing before. But when she emailed me to come on my segment of the podcast, I was like, "Oh my god, it's her!" Oh my god, <laughs> I felt so excited. I was like fangirling, and um, so after we did our interview and it went really well, and we vibed 
um, yeah, Ambie kept um, emailing me and, you know, she's a psychic medium. I'd never known this. I I was so fascinated by psychics and mediums and especially people who've who've been connected with those gifts since they were little, which Ambrosia has. And um, so she, she was emailing me being like, do you have an uncle in spirit? And I was like, um, and I'm counting all my uncles because I have a lot of uncles. I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. And she's like, well, someone's here saying they're your uncle. And anyway, it turned out to be my great uncle. And I, it was just so cool. I'd never like done any, I never even really had a reading. Like I was just so excited by it. And, uh, and so, yeah, while she was harassing me and feeling bad about it, I was like getting really excited every time I got an email. And uh, then next thing you know, we're like, we should get together. And she's like, want to come to my house for Memorial Day weekend? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I drive six hours with my now husband who he's like, where are we going again? I was like, to my new friends. I was like, you never met her. I'm like, no, I just met her like three weeks ago. Meanwhile, my husband is like, "Um, are these people serial killers? And I'm like, they might be. I don't know. No, no. We're just going to have him come over and stay with our kids and hope it works out. Yeah. And it did. And it, did. it went, it went really well. And we decided, um, after we connected, all this weird stuff started happening. Like, um, Ambrosia channeled for the first time while we were talking on the phone and she'd never done that before. And, um, we started learning about all these past lives we had together and how we were coming together in this life for a very specific reason. And um, we decided to create a podcast. And uh, yeah, so we did that. And it's gone really well. It's been two and a half years. And, um, you know, a lot of other things have evolved from that. We do, you know, coaching for intuitive leaders. We do uh, retreats all over the country. Um, and uh, we have a really amazing spiritual community um, and, you know, where we do a lot of fun woo-woo things and Ambrosia still channels the Arcturians and, you know, we do coaching with, with uh, uh, our listeners for them with the Arcturians and it's been really cool. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy that story. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I'm so glad, Ambrosia, that you followed up because you could easily self-sabotage it. So I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to bother her. She's probably thinking, you know, I'm yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. You know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not going to follow up at all ever. You know, or she didn't answer the first email. She probably thinks, again, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you for following up. That's so cool. Thank and you. kudos to you, Alexis, for driving up there to, to take a chance. I just think about you know, so many people who don't take a chance, you know, and, totally. and they end up regretting it later. That's a very cool story. Totally. I mean, there's so, and there's so many steps even before that, that led me to even being on that podcast where I met Ambrosia that were just like, just like I, it, when, when you tell the story from the beginning, it's really amazing. I think to, um, for all of us like who are on this path to really look back and see all the steps that we took to get that led to this, that led to this, that led to this, that eventually led to this. Like you, I I think as we go along our path, we kind of just get used to it. But when you look back, like you said, it's just like, wait, what? Like that one thing led to this, which led to this, which led to this. And it's really beautiful to realize how, you know, it might seem random or it might seem like, Oh, like, I don't know, but really, 
the feeling of you were always being guided to this and it was going to happen mm-hmm. one way or another. But like you said, Tia, it's like, okay, are you going to take the chance and it's going to happen now? Or were you going to hold it off by saying, no, that's too weird or no, I'm scared or no, whatever. And, you know, Ambrosia and I would have come together eventually. I think it just would have taken longer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, and I yeah. think Alexa, when she, she said something to me that, well, many things that have changed my life, but the thing that she said to me that really like pushed me when I met her, when we did that interview over the phone, I actually wasn't doing readings for people. I had tried it, but you know, I self-sabotaged enough where I told myself like, it wasn't meant to be, I'm not meant to be this person. It's fine. And so I was working like a nine to five regular job and on the podcast, she says, so you're, you know, you've been able to do this since you were five. What do you do now? And I was like, oh, I, you know, I work a job. And she said, so you just have these gifts and you're just not going to do anything with them. And I was just like, oh my God, that's right. Oh my God. And then she was the one that was like, I, re- I remember her telling me like, you got to go Facebook live and coaching me, like helping me, holding my hand through going live on Facebook, even though I was scared to death. And she helped me do it. Like we were each other's coaches before we started coaching each other people. Mm-hmm. So truly, I think that we wouldn't be who we, who we are now without coaching each other. We didn't, we just didn't know what we were doing. How about that? And I had to apologize, Alexa, autocorrect, change your name to Alexis. I don't know how that happened, but okay. I may call you Alexa. I am sorry. You're so, fine. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that that would happen in an episode about self, self-sabotaging where we're talking about looking silly and being a perfectionist. So I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> several times and I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I guess that was spirit using me as an example. <laughs> totally. And it's so funny because my, my whole life when I was younger and I, I would tell people my name, you know, Alexa is so commonly known now, right? Because of Amazon Alexa, but when I was little, I hated my name because I would be like, they'd be like, what's your name? I'd be like, Alexa. And they'd be like, oh, okay, Alexis. And I'm like, no. And, and right. so I just started going by Lex. And then uh, when Amazon, anyway, it's all, it's all part of it, but it doesn't, it doesn't trigger me. It's great. Whatever you want to call me is great. Like they're just human names, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. Wow. But uh, yes, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say you're fine. You're fine. You're oh. good. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Um, the, and and I, I will say also about, you know, the, the self-sabotaging is that, and, and, and I think Ambrosia said this, it never really goes away completely. You know, you, you still can do this. And, and I believe this is why it's so important to build strong friendships, like the, mm-hmm. like what you have here because then you can check up on each other and even when you know like hey I am clearly self-sabotaging your friend your good friend can be there to say girl you got this you know you're just being silly (laughs) oh totally or I mean uh, so many times too like Ambrosia will say to me like I mean this with love, but, (laughs) and she'll be like, I really feel like what you're doing right now is, and it's basically a form of self-sabotage, right? So she'll even call me out on the self-sabotage when I can't even see it. And because we've committed to helping each other 
you know, on this path in this lifetime, which I think is such a beautiful thing. It's where we have opened those doors to be able to receive that. Whereas, you know, like if somebody else is saying that to you, like, Hey, just so you know, you're doing this and this and this, I mean, that's not always received in the warmest way. So I feel, Mm -hmm. I feel blessed that we do have this open relationship where we are kind of open constantly to constructive criticism with regards to self-sabotage. Right. So it it sounds like uh, the, the walls are down more, like you are able to be vulnerable with each other and understand that, you know, like you were saying, that constructive criticism that's happening is coming from a place of love and respect. So uh, with people who are looking to find at least that one one other person, that kind of support system, something like that, uh, what are some tips you can give them to help them lower their walls to an extent or take that chance to an extent? Good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. How do you, what are some tips to lower your walls to be able to take that criticism? I think it, I think it really has to do with like, how much do you want to um, grow? You know what I mean? Because if I don't want to grow, if I don't want what, what we're on the path to do and what we're creating together, then I would be like, you know what? (laughs) Like I, you know, I don't have to listen to Ambie or I wouldn't be as open Mm -hmm. to listening to Ambie as I am. But I think because we have such a shared passion for what we're doing and we both also know how important we we have gotten in big fights we have triggered each other extremely we have hurt each other you know and I think because like I said this is very precious to us it's it's a beautiful thing because it it causes us it's like our baby right and so it, it it gives us something to always want to protect and that means we're each always going to have to grow and that means that we're going to have to listen and be open to each other. And so um, I don't really know how to turn that into a tip. I mean, I guess find something that you love like, and make that your kind of carrot. Um, mm. I don't know, Ambie, can you say it any better? Set, well, I would say um, set, I like smart goals, right? So they're, they're goals that you can see. They, they have a timeline. They're small, they're achievable. I like those types of goals um, and I am very goal oriented. I need a task to complete at an end point. Um, but I will also say, find a coach, find someone that believes in you, that you believe in their um, ability. You believe in their, their lifestyle. You want essentially what they have, or you believe that they could help you get there. Because I think, can you do it on your own? Absolutely. But is it easier to have somebody in your corner saying, you got this girl? Yes. Yes, it is. And so I think we all, we all need that. I think that you could easily turn that into, you know, a negative, but again, why? What's the point there? So I feel like having someone in your corner that's rooting you on, super beneficial. And if they are you know, a a great coach, they'll give you goals, they'll set up a plan for you to help you get to where you want to be instead of perpetuating the stuck pattern that you're in. But they'll also call you on your shit shit like we do to each other. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. A lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Mm It's important. I, it is. I I really love that because it. So w- w- when when I'm hearing this, I know Lester was like, I don't know, that's a tip. No, that was a lot of tips. <laughs> you can do a lot. Of t- so 
what I'm hearing is you need to find that person who has your best interest in mind, which yeah. can be a little tough nowadays because uh, I know Ambrosia was saying, you know, have have that coach, right? And I hear sometimes horror stories about coaches who really just, they just want the money. They don't care about your growth. So finding that person is imperative. It is just as important as someone lowering their walls to allow that growth to happen. So that that's what I'm, I'm hearing from what you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And I think too, right now, it's really important to realize that like, we're not supposed to do it all alone. You know, having relationships with others, whether it's a relationship like Ambrosia and I have, or you have a, I mean, we have our relationship and we both have a coach that we work with together. So we, we have, and we, we, and have, we have separate mul- coaches. Yeah. We have multiple <laughs> coaches that we, we work with. And that's because we've realized that, you know, we're, we want help. We want support. Like I said, we both, so we have something in our mind and in our heart that's really important to us. And so we want to have all the support we possibly can in terms of achieving that and creating that and bringing our vision to life. And I really feel like there's so many people, and I, I say this because I was one of them up until a couple of years ago who was like, I don't need help. Like, I don't, I'm just going to do it all on my own. And like, I don't need anyone to tell me anything. Like I'm good. I got it. And that's because of a deep insecurity and a deep fear of letting other people in and let, and, sh- and letting yourself be seen as authentically for who you are. Cause you feel like you're so messy. People are going to judge or, or maybe you've been criticized, you know, in your life and you're really defensive and, And that's fine. But I really do think until we learn to let others in and ask for support and actually receive it, we can only get so far, you know, we're meant to be here with other humans. We're meant to have relationships and are those relationships challenging sometimes? Totally. But guess what? That's the time when you grow the most, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. And I think going into that community is really important too. I think a lot of people are, devastated at what's going on right now because we don't have normal community right in in the physical and again we can turn this into a positive by some of the people that are closest in my life I've met online you know Mm. and I didn't I got to know them first and then I met them in real life and one of the things about Alexa and I's story that we failed to mention is that we were talking every day, almost all day long before we met in real life. From the time we woke up to the time we went to bed, we were on the phone talking. <laughs> like when to you each have other. a new crush. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they said this and it was so exciting. Um, but yeah, no, so you, but you do get to know people online. You don't have to be physically present with them. And I think that really is important to not feel so isolated and to have people that are, that genuinely want your best interest. So with no alternative motives, because sometimes God bless family, we love them, they mean well, but their expectations for what we should be or what we should be doing are different than our expectations for what we should be and what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I really do adore your guys' friendship. <laughs> I love Aww. these stories. Um, but yeah, it's it's not easy. And and that's in some ways the point because that's where, and Alexa was saying is that that's where the challenge happened. That's where the growth happens. 
And the self-sabotaging is in some ways a mechanism to keep you safe, but that community aspect and again, shout out to technology, Silicon Valley and all the smart people (laughs) (laughs) that allow us to connect this way. So it's, it's a, it's a great time to really form good friendships, great friendships even. And yeah, to understand what works for you and what doesn't work for you and to know that it's okay to not connect with some people. I just think uh, the way you use the, the social media, the technology is a really positive thing in a world where it's so easy now for people to be negative. And I, I've been on social media for a very long time. I mean, back when you had to type in the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I seen the transition from college students taking tests, like which Greek goddess are you to now people playing internet gangster. So um, I, I think it's, it's, it is a little hard for people to navigate to find that person, but you are a great example of what can be done in this age with this technology. Yeah, thank you. And I think, you know, for anyone listening who's really looking for community or for other people that are like-minded or you resonate with what we're saying, you know, that was a really big intention of ours when we came together and we started our podcast is we wanted to, um, one, normalize the abnormal. So really like help make this conversation that we're having right now. Well, this is, this is more normal than, you know, what we normally talk about. We're usually <laughs> talking about goddesses and like you do and um, aliens and very woo woo things. But, you know, we wanted to create a safe space for that and help other people feel seen and heard so that they didn't, you know, because normally I'd say a lot of times people are, when they're awakened, they're usually kind of spread out, you know, we're all kind of in our own communities. Maybe we feel like the black sheep, or maybe we feel like everyone thinks we're kind of weird or crazy. (laughs) And so what we've seen is that when you actually come together in community with on, even if it's online with other people and you're like, Oh my God, today I saw a fairy and people are like, no way. Like what color was it? And you know, (laughs) it's like, um, it makes you suddenly, it just, your whole nervous system relaxes and suddenly you just start becoming this whole different person because you feel like you're normal. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was really important to create a safe space for people to come together, empower themselves intuitively, find their other like soul fam, Um, and you know, so we have a private Facebook group called inner bloomers, um, where there's, you know, I don't know, 600 or so people who are doing just that. And we also have an even smaller, like, or a more intimate private, uh, membership community where, you know, we get to know, um, our, our listeners even more intimately. And so I just put that out there to say, if you're feeling lost and you want to try to find a community, you're welcome to come join ours and also keep your, if, if, if we don't resonate with you, that's cool. There's a lot of people doing this right now, you know, so your community is out there. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I I am a firm believer in community, and yes, you have to come back on the show to talk about aliens and all that jazz, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I love talking about sabotage because it is something that I don't see too. Many. I see people talking about it, but. To talk about it oven in itself is also exposing the person talking about it, <laughs> like what I was right. saying about myself. So, and, and that comes a little bit tough for people. So I, I really appreciate you guys or ladies, excuse me, coming on here and, <laughs> you know, talking about this because it's important. 
And I, I, in some ways, I believe this is the first step to getting people to embrace their spirituality and embrace so many other things because in certain families, it's evil. So we're breaking this as, as the first stepping stone. Definitely. 100%. And thank you for also creating, you know, a space for like voices to be shared and, and doing the same thing. It's really beautiful to meet other people. And you're my, you're my uh, like physical neighbor too. You're in Philly and that's so beautiful. So, um, you know, just thank you for also doing what you're doing. It's really important. And um, we're honored to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Any final words? My final word is just be yourself. Mm. It's too exhausting to be somebody else. Mm. Right. Requires a lot of filters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Filters. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, My final words are, um, if you can dream it, you can do it. If you have a vision, you can experience that in the physical. Just ask for support. It's there mm. for you. Just ask for support. Mm. Wow. That asking is the one. second time that has come up today. I was recording uh, other episodes and uh, yeah, that's, that's, so that must be a theme. I got to write that down because asking is yeah. uh yeah, it's it's been on repeat today. It seems yeah. like <laughs> there you Ask go. And you That's shall your receive. Sign. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, ladies, it's been such a pleasure. I love visiting this topic, and I'm going to do some self reflection later on tonight. Uh, as always, spiritual trailblazers, I am rooting for you. I'm sending you so many blessings, and as always, be kind to yourself. Until next time, as always, spiritual trailblazer. Thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.